Welcome to Central Christian Church Online. So glad that you've tuned in. Uh, we're currently in our series, The Gifts of Christmas. Uh, so far, we've, we've unpacked, unwrapped, if you will, the gift of forgiveness. We talked about that week one. Last week, the gift of peace. And today, I want to talk to you about the gift of a changed life. Before we do that, though, let's look at our, our theme verse for this series. It's found in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, uh, verse 15, and it says this, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Here's the good news this Christmas. If you do not receive what you want under that Christmas tree, God has already given you, given me, an indescribable gift in Jesus uh, over 40 times throughout the New Testament, the authors of Scripture title Jesus as a, a gift, a gift to humanity, a gift to you, a gift to me. That's why we give gifts at Christmas, because God has already given an indescribable gift in Jesus. He is the great gift giver. And so today I want to, I want to talk to you about one of the gifts that he desires for you and I to unwrap is, is a life-changing encounter with Jesus. He desires for all of us to experience life transformation. And so we're going to look at uh, in Luke chapter chapter one today. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to, to turn to Luke chapter one. We'll be looking at, at Mary's encounter with this angel and what, what she experiences, I believe, is what God desires for all of us to experience when we encounter him. Whenever God comes near, here's what you and I can bank on. Let's pick it up. Here's the first point of our message today. If you're taking notes, this is where it begins. When God comes, he comes to show us favor. God desires for you to experience his favor in your life. He comes to show us favor. And what a gift that is. Let's read it in Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 28. It says this, Gabriel appeared to her, that's Mary, and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Favored. What does favor, favor mean? We could uh, define it as excessive kindness. Uh, greetings, uh, woman, the, the Lord has shown you, he's shown you excessive kindness. Uh, greetings, Mary, you've, you've received preferential treatment from the Lord. That's literally what it means, preferential treatment. I don't know what comes to mind whenever you think about God. I don't know what what comes to mind when you think about scriptures and what the Bible says about God, but there's this underlining principle from beginning to end that is true of God. And I hope you grasp this. I hope, I hope we take this to heart. I hope we, we, we remember this in, in the, the good times and the, the challenging times that this is true of who God is. And the essence of who God is is summed up in Psalm 119, 68. And it says this, God, you are good and you do good. God is good. And God does good. And sometimes God displays his goodness to us directly. Like he shows up in our lives and there's, there's no human interaction. There's, there's no really way to explain it other than God showed up and displayed his goodness in our lives. And that's a wonderful thing. God also chooses to display his goodness to us and to, to the world around us through other, through other people. And that's really one of the beautiful things about about the church is that, 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 that together we can display the goodness of God as men and women who have experienced the goodness of God. We can now display that to our, our family, to our friends, to our city, to the world 
around us, that God is good and God does good. Matter of fact, that's, that's really what Give Hope is all about. It's, it's our initiative. It's our, our efforts to try to display the goodness of God to some people that could, could use some hope this Christmas. And, and so imagine this with me. Like imagine, imagine you're a woman, a single mom, and you've experienced domestic violence. You've had a rough night, like cops have been involved and you have no place to go. And you, you take your kids and, and you hear about this place called Grace Village. And because of the generosity of Central Christian Church, now you have a place for your, you and your, your kids to go find shelter, to, to lay your head on the pillow. And what do you think about as you lay your head on the pillow? Man, God, thanks for this. Like you are good and you do good. Even though my situation isn't good, people are displaying good in my life. That's what we give hope for. Uh, imagine this Christmas, some of you, you parents, maybe, maybe you're in this situation. If you are, let us know. We want to help. But, but imagine not being able to provide your kids with anything for Christmas. Well, hundreds of people in our city are in that spot. And because of you, because you gave hope this Christmas, some, some people in the central family have already, already given towards this initiative. We're already deploying funds. And, and so I just want you to know last weekend, uh, 500 families received gifts because you gave hope. And what, what do the parents think? They see the joy on their kid's face on Christmas morning. They're going to think, wow, some people I never met provided this. Man, God, you are good and you do good. Man, and, and not only locally, but but we thought, as we, we thought about this initiative and, and man, how can we share hope with the world? Uh, we were reminded of this place called Tanzania. It's located in East Africa. As longtime missionaries, Harold and Connie Nepper have been serving there. Central, you have faithfully supported them for over 40 years. And we realize in Tanzania, East Africa, it's the, the world's largest freshwater lake. It looks like an ocean, but it's actually a lake. And up and down this lake, there are tribes of people who have never heard about Christmas. They've never heard the name of Jesus. And because you're going to give hope this Christmas, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be able to provide them with an opportunity to hear the life changing message of the gospel. And as people receive Jesus, they experience his radical grace. They experience freedom from shame. They experience forgiveness. They have a, an encounter with the living God, what are they going to say? God, you are good and you do good. And they may never know you. They may never meet you. But because of Give Hope, that's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to experience. And what a beautiful display of who God is as we try to represent him to the world around us. Not only that, but, but internally, like there's people within the, the church that need help throughout the year. And we're able to provide that. And what do they say when they get unexpected unexplainable help from people they've never met. God, you are good. and God, you do good. And why do we do this? Because we just realized, God, you've showed us favor. I've experienced your favor. I've experienced excessive kindness. I, I've experienced preferential treatment from the creator of the universe. And I want other people to experience that too. I want them to know that God, you are good and you do good. And I just want you to know this Christmas, God desires to show you his favor. When he comes near to us, he always displays, displays favor and what a gift. Second thing we see that, that God shows Mary and he wants to show you is that God comes to remove fear. God shows up and he, fear dissipates and what a gift we desperately need today, right? Let's pick it back up in Luke chapter 128. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. 
I want to just pause there and just highlight this, that, that the favor of God is always connected to proximity with the Lord. Like, like, like we can't have favor with God without having a relationship with God. Like, like the closer you get to God, the more favor you'll experience in your life. And Mary has the favor of God. Why? Because the Lord is, the Lord's with her. And here's the good news. The Bible says this, matter of fact, that, that, that you can draw near to God. And here's the promise of scripture. God will draw near to you. Like if you want to know God, God desires that more than you do. You want to experience the favor of God. You want to experience the presence of God. Then, then just draw near to him. You can be as close to God as you and I choose to be. God desires it. He's waiting on us to make, make the move. And so he says, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. <laughs> Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Check this out. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, you have found favor with God. I just want to highlight this connection. The, the favor of God, it, it, the favor of God results in fear dissipating. Mary, you got favor. There's no reason for you to be afraid. What a gift. God shows up. Favor, excessive kindness, preferential treatment, and favor dispels fear. And how desperately we need that today. Man, I, I shared a message back in September uh, on mental health and, and some alarming statistics like are plaguing our culture today as a reality, as fear is kind of just, just hanging over us as a, a society. Uh, throughout this pandemic, the mental health hotline went up 900%. The CDC reported uh, that young people, and they, they qualify young people as anyone 30 years and, and under, which I personally find offensive, uh, but anyone 30 years and under, that one out of four young people have considered suicide through this pandemic. Uh, the rest of us, the, the old people, I guess, the CDC reported that one out of 10 of us have considered suicide. Divorce rates we're at an all-time high, uh, up 25%. Prescription and antidepressants are up 300%. I'm just saying, as, as America grows colder to the things of God, brokenness only increases, fear only increases. But when the favor of God, when God shows up, he shows up, he shows us his favor. And what happens? Fear dissipates. Don't be afraid. We, we need to draw near to God, get in his presence, experience his favor, and hear these words over our lives this Christmas. Fear not. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. The favor of God allows fear to dissipate. It also brings peace. We talked about this last week, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but we can just turn the page to Luke chapter 2 in, uh, in, uh, in verse 14. It says this, it says the, uh, the angels appear to these shepherds out in this field and out of the blue, these angels appear and they got a message. They say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor is resting. Peace comes when we experience the favor of God. 
So what happens when, when God's at the center of our life? What happens when God comes near to us? We experience his favor. Fear begins to fade. And the third thing I want you to see is when God comes, he shows up to do the miraculous. He desires to do that in your life. He's still in the miracle working business. Listen, he displayed it on the first Christmas. And what a gift this is. God specializes in this. It's ordinary for him to do extraordinary things. God specializes in the astounding, in the extraordinary, in the marvelous, in the mind-blowing, in the inexplicable. When God comes into our life, he shows up with power to do the miraculous. He did it in the first Christmas. We see it again in, in Mary's life. We'll pick it up in verse 31. The angel says this, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. And Jesus simply means savior. Let's jump to, to verse 34. It says this, it says, says, Mary asked the angel, how can this be? I, I'm a virgin. Like you talk about miraculous. How can someone be pregnant when they haven't done anything to get pregnant? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative, your family member, Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say, I like that phrase. People used to say she was barren, but now she's in her sixth month. Listen, when, when people surrender their life to God and they embark on this vibrant lifelong journey with Jesus, they begin to experience the miraculous. People used to say this about them, but now they say this. People, that, that person, they used to be that way, but now they're, they're this way. They, they used to be stuck in that situation, but now they've experienced favor. I mean, just look at them. They used, people used to say this. But now they're saying something totally different. It's, it's like uh, Paul would use these words when we, we have this encounter with God. It's, it's so life-changing. He, he, he says it's like we're a new creation. Like the old stuff has, has gone. The new stuff has come. People used to say that, but now I've been made new. Now I've, I, 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 Jesus would say this, I've been born again. It's like I'm a different person. I, I'm so changed. I'm so transformed. It's miraculous. It's indescribable, it's supernatural, it's unexplainable. But that's what happens when people encounter the living God. He shows up and he does the miraculous in partnership with us. We, it's a relationship. Listen, God's not gonna like take over your life and force you to stop doing some things that would bring life to you. No, no, he wants you to, to look to him and say, God, I need your help. And as we cognitively make decisions to say, God, my life's yours, I'm under your covering, I'm doing things your way. You're the leader and the forgiver of my life. God shows up, he empowers us. He gives you strength that is beyond you to do what is best for you. What a gift. He does the miraculous. Uh, back to our story. So, so Jesus, the, the angel rather, tells uh, Mary that your, your family members, like, like people used to say that she was barren, but now she's in her sixth month. And then it says this in the next verse, in, in chapter one, verse 37, he says this, for nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. He, the miraculous, the unexplainable, the supernatural is normal for him. Nothing's impossible with God. Uh, it was around Thanksgiving, early November, I was, uh, began reading some of the, 
the Christmas narratives in the Bible and just trying to get my head in, in the spirit of, of Christmas and, and what God might want me to communicate to you in moments like this. And, and I read this passage and it just, it just hit me different this year. This, this passage struck me. And so I began to write in my journal a list of things that I think are impossible in my current situation. Some challenging things in our family this year. Some, it was a, a weird season. Anyway, some, 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 some things that seemed like, God, unless you show up, I'm just not sure. And I just made a long list. And I wrote next to them, nothing's impossible with God. And by the end of it, I was writing it not as though it were a challenge, but as if God had already showed up because nothing is impossible with God. I just invite you to do the same this Christmas. Maybe you're up against it. Maybe you're facing some challenges. Maybe you, you, you have some circumstances that, that aren't going the way you thought they would. I just write those down and present them before the Lord. And after it, write this, nothing is impossible with God. God comes to Mary and highlights his favor, dispels her fear, announces the miraculous working power of God in her life and in her family life, family's life. And that leads me to our, our fourth and final point today. And that is when God comes, he'll put faith. He comes to put our faith in him. He comes to restore maybe faith in him is a better way to say it. God comes so that we will put our faith in him. And what a gift that is. Ultimately, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Like, like ultimately, that's what Mary's faced with right now. Ultimately, Mary has a choice. She's hearing something that is, is so foreign to her. She, she's heard something that's absolutely unimaginable then and unimaginable today. And here she is, this young teenage girl. And she has a choice. Am I in or am I out? I, I don't understand it. Matter of fact, I got a question. And here, here's Mary's question in verse 34. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Like this doesn't make sense. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. <laughs> I bet Mary was like, no, really, but how's this guy? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what, what, what are you talking about? How in the world can she understand that? I would suggest to you that she doesn't. She doesn't understand it. She doesn't know. It's like, you can't explain that. Sometimes people think that they have to understand that what God is doing and how he's going to do it before they put their faith in him, before they trust him, before they believe. Right now in your situation, maybe you're facing some stuff that doesn't make sense. Maybe you're in circumstance. You're like, what in the world's happening? Listen, for God to work in that situation, it's not contingent on your understanding. Matter of fact, God specializes in doing things that is beyond our understanding. As a matter of fact, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, he actually says that. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. Check this out. As, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I mean, maybe the best thing for us to do is to go outside tonight, try to find some stars. And remember, as far as those stars are away, that's how far his thoughts are from ours. It's inexplainable. We don't, I don't get it. But God's working. 
I, God, his working power is not contingent on my understanding. Thank God for that. And this is the issue. The issue for Mary isn't to try to understand what the angel is saying. The issue for Mary is to decide if she's going to believe it or not. And here's Mary's response in chapter 1, verse 38. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. This is unimaginable. In, in this, for Mary, we, we romanticize what takes place in this moment. But, but for Mary, everything changes if she says yes to this. Everything changes. In this day and age, this girl, for her to be found pregnant outside of marriage, being a virgin, now pregnant, like she would be shamed at best in her culture. She could be killed. Imagine Mary processing, how, what am I going to say to my fiance? <laughs> I've never slept with him and here I am pregnant. Like that never ends well for anyone. Like, like this is, this is going to cost her a whole lot. She's trying to process, what am I going to tell my parents? Here's this girl who's lived this virtuous life. She's honored God, but now she's going to experience the shame and the guilt uh, that everyone around her presses in on her from being found to be pregnant. This young girl, scholars say 12, maybe 13 years old, never slept with a man her entire life. Now saying, okay, I'm in. I'm the Lord's servant. I don't understand it. I don't get it. My whole world's about to be turned upside down, but I'm the servant. I'm, God, I'm your servant. May everything you said come true. Because she understood it? No, she didn't understand any of it, but she understood this. God, you are good and you do good. And if you have it for me, I know it's good. Even if it doesn't feel good, even if it doesn't look good, God, I'm in because you're good. He gives her faith to believe God in the midst of the unheard of. We put our faith in God it introduces us to his power in our life. And that power is absolutely, marvelously, supernaturally, it, it changes us. It changes us from the inside out. What did, what did God do for Mary? He gave her faith to believe that. It changed her. Believe that. Like it's changed humanity. She trusted him. And God, I just want you to know, God's still in the miracle working business. I want you to know that for those of you watching this, like what God did for Mary, he desires to do for you. Let me just tell you what he desires to do. Here it is. Uh, you are blessed because you believed that what the Lord said is true. What a gift, the gift of faith to believe that what, what God's doing in your life today, that in your situation, your circumstances, that, that, that he has a plan, he has a purpose, it's good, it's for your good and for his his glory. Mary believed that and said, blessed are you because you've, you believed. The blessing is not in the understanding what God is going to do. The blessing is in believing that God is going to do for you what you and I could never imagine. Listen, we, we put our faith in God. It introduces us to his, his power. His power in our life is, is absolutely, miraculously, supernaturally, it, it changes us. As we partner with him and say, God, my life's yours. Have your way in me. I'm going to do things your way. 
he takes us on this journey, this vibrant spiritual journey. We begin to come alive and begin to thrive in life. And it's like we're a totally different person. Again, it's like we're, we're born again. The old's gone, the new's come. We're a new creation. And I want you to see this, like for, for Mary, she experienced all these things, but, but God desires for you to experience these four things this Christmas as well, that God comes to give you this gift of his favor. What a gift. His, his preferential treatment, his, his abundant kindness, excessive kindness, it's favor. God comes to remove fear. God comes to do the miraculous. God comes so that we'll put our faith in him. He did it for Mary. He desires to do it for you. I want to share with you a, a story from uh, a friend here at Central. If you've been here on campus, you've probably seen him around. His name's Raul. I want to share his, his testimony with you of how he, how, how he's encountered God, how his life is, is changed. He's become a new creation. And as you listen to Raul's story, I invite you to, to see if you can pull out some of these, these things from his story, how God's showing him favor how God has removed his fear, how God, God's done the miraculous in Raul's life and, and give him the gift to put his faith in God and trust him in the midst of challenging times. Check this out. Hi, my name is Raul. Um, I go to Central Christian Church. I've been coming here for two years. So um, I've been using drugs for 13 years. Uh, it started off slowly as a, a recreational drug and then it became a, a habit. So this habit changed my life. I lost my job, I lost my family, um, I lost friends. I became homeless. I started sleeping in the streets. Um, I would uh, push a shopping cart you know, with all my belongings inside, because no one wanted me anywhere. Um, no one wanted me at their house, you know, using drugs or anything. So they kicked me out. City Team was, um, for me, was a shelter to start off with. And then I joined City Team um, for the recovery side, not knowing it was a Christian-based program. And when I got into City Team, um, it did change my life. Like. Uh, Something changed inside of me that said I should be part of this community or this program, so I did that. So when I went to the shelter, um, I got in and they let me spend um, let me spend the night there. It was I think seven free days, you know, to stay there. And I remember James telling me, saying, "Hey, you want you guys? Who wants to recover? I mean, who wants to um, volunteer?" at the community center. So I started to do that and you get your bed for free. When he gave me that offer and then the guys were recruiting, so I changed my offer to, from free to recover. Like something changed. So I joined the uh, city team. And from there, I just started to follow Jesus. You know, I started to learn about God. It changed my life. Uh, they're the ones that guided me to come to Central Christian Church. Central Christian Church is where I, where I feel the joy and the happiness of the people that are around me. Um, you know, they greet you with like if they're their, one of your own families. Um, they welcome you. They even know you by your first name. Um, and I kind of feel, I do the same to them as well. <laughs> so. 
I was asked by one of the management, Tiffany, if I wanted to join as an usher. And that will help me to continue to grow faith in Jesus, and I did. So it's what they give to me is what I'm give give them back as well. This is my second home. This is where I, my joy is at. It feels like every Sunday when I come here, um, he restores me to like, to give me back my happiness and like my gifts, I don't know. Like he just rewards me every single, every Sunday I come here, I feel different. My journey now is um, he has provided me um, a job. He's provided me, I mean, it's not important, but credit cards. He provided me uh, a new, brand new car, a 2021 car. He gave me my apartment yesterday, a new, brand new apartment. Um, and he keeps rewarding me with gifts. So that's my journey with, with God. Right now, I have a, like a, like a I'm, I'm good, you know, I have a schedule. I wake up, my day goes through, you know, Monday through Friday, and then every Sunday, even if there's a, a an out family gathering, I refuse to go until I go to Central, you know, I come to church. So I tell them, hey, you know, I can't miss today. They're like, why? Well, they don't know what I went through, you know, so I can at least come one day out of the whole week and say thank you to him. You know what I mean? That's, at least that's being grateful. And uh, I appreciate what he has done. Well, how awesome, how awesome is that? God is still in the life change business. He's still good. He still does good. He, when people come near, when people experience Jesus, they experience his favor. Fear dissipates. They experience the miraculous. They embrace faith. Raul did it. Changed his life. What about you? Maybe you're watching this today and you've never put your faith in Jesus Maybe you, you were a follower of Jesus at one time, you're walking closely with God, but maybe you just find yourself a little distant today, maybe a little removed this Christmas for anyone in that camp. It's just a matter of coming back to God with a heart that says, God, I need you. A heart that says, God, I've been doing things my own way. I'm going to do things your way. And God, I, I want to experience your favor. I want to experience your peace, allow fear to dissipate. Jesus, I, I want your miraculous working power in my life to change me into a new creation. God, give me faith for what seems impossible. God will do that for you today. If you want to begin a, a journey with Jesus, it can all, all start in this moment. It's a matter of you reaching out to God in faith and responding to him and saying, God, God, God I need you. If that's you, it'd be my joy to, to lead you in a moment to connect with him. So let's pray. God, uh, you say this to him. Say, God, man, I realize I've blown it made some mistakes, I've drifted away from you. But God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross to take my place, pay the penalty for my sins. I believe that. And now God, I'm aligning my life to that by putting my faith in him. So Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender it to you. Now God, would you, you come, fill me with your spirit, so I can sense your presence, know you more, and live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.